This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 155. Joe Menninger from StartupRad.io talks about how not to translate your idioms into English. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, coming to you from Arizona and Boston, USA. Today, German entrepreneur and podcaster Joe Menninger joins us to give you three tips for living in another culture. Here's a hint. It's not just about the language. Listen up and be prepared for your next stay abroad. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Awesome, Aubrey. How are you? What's going on in your world? Oh, I'm doing great. My sister's in town visiting, which is so fun. She comes down from Idaho where it was snowing. She's very excited to be in the sunshine. So I'm excited (laughs) to spend some time with her. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I'm excited for a little guest episode today. I love when we have guest voices on the show. It's the best. I know. This is so fun. Today we have Joe Menninger. He is the host of Startup Radio. It's a collection of business and entrepreneurial podcasts based in Germany. He's German, but he has studied in the U.S. in Texas. He's a management consultant. He's been involved in five startups, which I'm fascinated with startup culture, with what goes into starting up a business. So I'm excited for this. Oh, I love startup culture, too. It's very interesting, you know, Mm -hmm. from the idea moment to the investment to the hustle, hustle culture, right? It's a big thing. So yeah, I'm excited to hear what Joe has to say. Yes, he's going to share some advice that he has for students who want to study in the United States. And I know a lot of you listening are planning on that someday, Mm -hmm. potentially immigrating. So let's get to Joe's first piece of advice. One of the biggest things in my experience is you got to include yourself. You got to bring yourself into the community mm-hmm. because if you're just going to classes and then hang out with other people, um, maybe also from Germany mm-hmm. um, in the other time and they are your roommates, you, you never get really included. It, yeah. It's totally different if you join groups and societies on campus, even fraternities, and then, then, then you really take the dive into the culture. The, this is when you learn much more about the language um, than you would ever in class because you totally use it. Mm-hmm. You, you're totally kind of involved in it. And at one point, it was for me after, I think, two months, you mm-hmm. start dreaming in English. Okay, so three things, right? 
Yeah, of course, get involved, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dreaming in your target language is one of the best indicators that you're truly immersing yourself in the language. I do, I used to especially dream in French pretty often. I think yeah. because I don't use it as much in my daily life, that doesn't happen. I miss that. It's kind of sad. Yeah. I know it is set. Yeah, same here. I mean, when I was traveling backpacking through South America, I got to the point where I was dreaming and thinking in Spanish all the time. It was just full immersion, right? When you're yes. awake and when you're asleep. But then, yeah, if you just don't use it, you get out of it really quickly, actually. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So and then the second thing here, Joe said he joined a fraternity. He had to get the full American college experience. Mm -hmm. And so we couldn't help it. We asked him how he pledged. This is really fascinating for, for fraternities. They have to pledge. They have to do something to join. And yeah. it can be really complicated sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, pledging is, there's a whole culture around it. I was never really around fraternities and sororities in college. What about you? No, they didn't exist at the college that no? I went to okay. as a private school. But okay. I've seen enough like college movies <laughs> that I think I understand <laughs> the general idea. What's that one with, um? what's that famous one with the poster that everyone refers to? That's like the guy's wearing the t-shirt that says college or something like that. What is that? Animal House or something? Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Right, there's always, the oh, there's, and there's always so much hazing, right? He said yeah. that there was a no hazing policy with this mm, fraternity. He mm -hmm. joined, but I think that's pretty common. What's hazing, Lindsay? Yeah, that's a great question. So, Aubrey, hazing is this idea where, especially when you're pledging, that's another great vocab word for today, right? Hazing and pledging. You're pledging. You're trying to get into this fraternity or sorority. They will actually require that you do certain things. Um, drink a lot of alcohol or swallow a goldfish. I don't know. The famous things that fraternities do. Yeah, right? sometimes it's like illegal activity. Like they have to yeah. steal something or, mm -hmm. or vandalize something. It can yes. be really problematic that way. So I'm, I'm glad to hear this, that they had a no hazing policy. Oh my gosh, for sure. I, I feel like uh, fraternities are, are probably like getting more tame now, I would imagine, with the bad press mm. and bad stories. There have been stories of kids getting hurt or killed, you know, during hazing. Yes, so hopefully that's kind of taming down a little. Yeah, I love this. He was saying that their policy instead was that you had to maintain a 3.0 GPA, which is a pretty oh. high grade point yeah. average. Yeah. But he said this really annoyed his fellow pledges, because if you didn't have that GPA, mm -hmm. then they would make you go to the library and study. I love this. <laughs> I think I would let my child be part of this fraternity. <laughs> that's awesome, because it kind of makes it cool to succeed in school, to have a good GPA, to be serious about your work and your studies. Yes, which wouldn't that be nice if I don't know about elsewhere in the world, but in the United States, unfortunately, a lot of college aged kids don't take it as seriously as they should. Sometimes it's a little more about having fun and partying and studies come second. And that's really not how it should be. This is well, expensive. This is your education. <laughs> take it seriously. Yeah, I was going to say, especially with how much we pay in the US for yes. our college education. I mean, you can go party for free or for the cost of a six pack of beer, right? <laughs> like, I know. You don't have to spend $40,000, $60,000 a year, right, to yeah, do that. Right? So Exactly. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, 
Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Okay, so jumping into his third thing, he was just talking about the importance of being part of a community, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to just hang out with other people that you meet who might be, you know, from your native country. You want to get out there and meet people from all over, people from the United States if you've moved to the United States. But sometimes you have to force yourself to get outside your comfort zone. Yes. All right, let's hear Joe's next tip. Before I came to the States, I was basically living for uh, a little bit more than a half year in China. Mm. And the, the culture from the outside seemed to be pretty similar, but it's different. So you should not just go in like you do it every day, but first observe. For example, I had this one experience when I was within the first days in, a, in a, all over the United States, present big market uh, grocery shopping. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. the, there was this shelf, and there was this lady, and I, I just grabbed the chips, and she jumped back a foot and said, "Oh, excuse me." And I said, "Yeah, sure," because that that was something I, I did not get this this personal space. Oh yeah, this is really interesting. Personal space. I think that's very different depending on your culture. Oh my gosh, for sure. It can be so different. It can really be, I mean, in the US, what is it? What's the, uh, what's our norm here? We have a pretty big bubble. I would say mm-hmm. like six feet in either, in any direction is I'm the most comfortable with. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Have you ever known a close talker? I do know a couple of close talkers and I find myself, I'll step backwards and they keep talking and then they'll step forward and (laughs) then suddenly I'm backed against a wall. (laughs) Oh, I had this situation in my, when I was teaching in New York in some of my classrooms, I had students from all over the world. I had a student from Spain and she would come up to the front and start walking towards me and just get so close. And eventually I'd be against the blackboard. I couldn't move any further back. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We talked about this in episode 108 a little bit about a close talker where someone is just standing a little too close to you when they speak. And this is very different depending on the culture. Some people that bubble will be quite a bit smaller. Mm -hmm. And and even within cultures, different individuals will want a little more space. So you want to be respectful. If someone takes a step back, allow that space. (laughs) Don't step forward. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, this is where that key important skill of observing, right? Being able to observe well and and translate that into, oh, this means I shouldn't, you know, this is like a meta skill. We need to be super observant when we're in a new culture. Yes, for sure. It was interesting. Joe was talking about being German. He had traveled a lot and he felt that the United States had the most personal Uh, space requirement in general. And then he was talking about visiting China a lot and how things would be different there as well for this. So yeah, it really depends. I think it's something to be observant about wherever you're traveling. Yeah, this is always interesting. I remember on the subway in Tokyo, it was always so crowded and people didn't seem to mind, but I I did. (laughs) I never got on the train at that time. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So let's hear his third tip. This is more associated with language and it's about remembering something about idioms. Let's hear it. I have 
one example from a friend. I was in Shanghai with him, mm -hmm. and there's this main shopping street, Nanjing Loop, mm -hmm. and it was totally packed. And he was standing there and said, "Oh, people mountain, people see." Yes, exactly. It's Ren Shang Ren Hai, one of those idioms in Chinese. That's and it great. means there are enough people here, if you put them together, they would form a mountain or they would fill up an ocean. It's, it's pretty oh. packed here. Okay, interesting. So he told us about a German idiom that doesn't translate. He was in a meeting and a German colleague said in English, that is sausage to me. That's sausage to me. And he said it just means I don't care. But we don't have that idiom in English, do we, Lindsay? Not at all. I would not know how to respond if someone said that to me. No, <laughs> right? Be like, mm, sorry, I don't understand. <laughs> and it just goes back to the importance of not translating directly from your oh, first sure. language, especially idioms. Something oh like gosh. this where the really the meaning of what you're saying can't be deciphered from the words. Yeah. You have to be careful to not just translate that directly. Yeah. Instead, we want to learn new idioms in the new language, right? And about right. the culture. We, we learned it, learn it totally in an immersed way, right? Exactly, right? Idioms and behaviors like personal spaces is all rooted in culture. Mm -hmm. So maybe I think the best thing is to not use them until you're sure you understand them, the context, the nuances. Whenever we teach an idiom here on the podcast, we really dive deeply into the meaning, the nuance, the how we use it so that you understand it well. So make sure to mm -hmm. follow the podcast podcast, guys, if you haven't, because we do cover a lot yes. of idioms here on Allers English. Yeah, guys, hit follow on Allers English. We do four episodes a week here on this show, so you don't want to miss a single episode. And we also do bonus episodes, right, Aubrey? Yes, exactly. And you won't get those unless you're following. So Allers English, it. wherever you find your podcasts. All right. Any final thought? Any takeaway for our listeners today? Yeah, I think just sum up if, if you guys want to study or live in the States or if you're planning on doing it anytime in the future, it's really important to observe the culture carefully. But mm -hmm. also, you know, join an English speaking community wherever it might not be a fraternity at a college, but there are lots of opportunities to take classes, join clubs, do sports so that you can be around native English speakers. Yes, I love that idea. And guys, go over and check out Joe's podcast. It seems like he has a nice radio station, a little network of podcasts and shows over there. Go to startup radio, startup.radio, okay? www.startup.radio and check it out. Yes, all about startups and international business. Very interesting, especially if you're entrepreneurial minded. Yes, I love it. So good. Love to talk about entrepreneurship. All right, Aubrey, thanks for being on this guest episode for today and I'll see you very soon on another episode. Awesome. Thanks, Lindsay. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.